Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I got to say. Wow. Today, you know what that means. Wow. Most exciting night in all of professional wrestling, AEW Dynamite. And look, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're joined by your boy, Chemical Julian, the mixologist right there himself, the man in the chair, Shane Husky, and from Grapsity every Saturday morning, my boy, Phil Lindsay. Boys, welcome to the Roundtable for Rose Podcast. So look, yo, 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 Papa Roman, check your 40s. So usually we come on and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Lots. And, and on Mondays, you know, we come out here and we, we do a show and Mondays are kind of like the, mm. the yeah. raw rundown. Tuesdays are eh, NXT. Mm. But man, oh man, tonight, tonight, tonight. This Jesus Christ. Black History Month has been redeemed in AEW, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. With the one and only limitless Keith Lee debuting. He is Um, limitless. So, man, Julian, Phil, what do you guys think about? What did you guys think about tonight's show? Let's just get. Let's just get into it. It does my heart good to see my stunt double on TV, man. I just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Chemically. so when CM Punk said he had a, like you know he had he had a surprise uh, uh, surprise tag team partner, I either thought a him and Cole Cabana made up, which was, shit, up. that ain't gonna fucking happen, <laughs> or B maybe it's Keith Lee, okay, which it was oh. not. Uh, actually, Keith Lee came out one match early. Yeah, well, I believe and, uh, last you know, week we talked and about my man, that. My man was out there getting married, looking good with Mia, you know. Yeah, he on his honeymoon, taking pictures, snapping selfies. Yeah, this, you know, damn, he's short. I mean, can a brother get a day off? <laughs> you know, yeah. so he, there he is, right back at work. You know, out there squashing private party in a two-on-one handicap match. Well, I mean, technically, it wasn't supposed to be. Um, Matt Hardy got so mad he left ringside, left his boys just. He deleted to die. out of there. But um, look, man, Keith Lee did what he does. He looked good in the ring. Um, just a, a hair, a hair slower than usual, but you know, still working the big man style, looking good. Um, it was great to see him on TV. He's as charismatic as ever. Yes. Um, still hitting his spots. I feel cheated. I didn't get a spirit bomb, but it's all right though. You know, I mean, your energy. And um, but it was, you know, it was a good solid match. Um, they could, I mean, they put him in, in a position to book him as a monster if they wish. And um, he looked strong. He looked good. He looked healthy. Uh, and, and most of all, he looked happy. He looked like he was enjoying himself. That's what really yeah. matters. Most of all, he wasn't coming out of his bearcat, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> but goddamn bearcat. That made my fucking day. <laughs> Not the one. Oh, I would have heard that. I would have just slammed. I would have threw my TV against the wall and I would have left. <laughs> so, I would have been it. But now you got these WWE fans saying, "Oh, Keith Lee never better." We're not going to talk about those guys, Shane. We're not going to bring that up. What did you What did you think, Phil? Um, man, I was excited to see Keith Lee. I was excited to see him be himself again. Yeah, have to come out there and throw in a singlet and be ashamed of how he looked. He wrestled right. how he wanted. He did all of the yeah. same mannerisms. He had music that fit him. Yes, it was perfect. I, I love thought, the theme song. I can't wait to listen to it. Oh. Yeah, to Mikey Ruckus. Man, I thought the way they presented him was great. Um, I like that he's going straight into the ladder match. Uh, he's got to be the favorite to win. I don't know who else is in it. The favorite. Got to be a favorite to win it. 
Well, let's let's talk about the beginning of the night. Okay, so oh my I, I I tweeted you, oh Phil, and I said, "Do we have a heel turn? Do we have a face turn yet?" And you said, "No, look, not yet." Not JR yet. opens the show. He promises it's gonna be a wild night. This is the first time Jim Ross wasn't salty, um, and he was legitly <laughs> he was legitly <laughs> right. Is the first he time be a, here tonight, folks. He, uh, he says it's gonna be you, a good are night. You sure. So <laughs> so Wardlow comes down to a, comes down with a Burberry carpet covering the entrance ramp. <laughs> that was great. I was like, look at this shit. He, now, style. he couldn't have looked any more salty bringing all of this stuff down. He just right? did not care at all. Yeah. He, he gave two fucks, two shits and a fuck with that one, I'm telling you. So he comes down to the ring and he he hands this fucking like like introduction sheet to to, to Justin Roberts, right? Justin Roberts. Yeah. Justin Roberts does the whole introduction of the living legends, FTR, and Telly Blanchard. They come down. But we're like, no introduction. These guys got like three three bottles of wine, right? Or three glasses of wine, whatever. Then he says, "The greatest accountability, the chairman, Sean right. Spears. Sean Spears comes down in a suit, right? No shirt on, some goddamn Jays. So, <laughs> shout out to Sean Spears for wearing the Jays. Um, but no shirt. <laughs> then, no shirt. and then, with the most grandiose entrance of of them all." MJF gets his entrance. He is mm-hmm. legitly on a fucking throne being carried by some randos. Hey, man. Like, coming out like a hut. If, if exactly. you remember the episode of In Living Color, where they had the roast contest between Jamie Foxx and Al Bundy, and they had the women, <laughs> the women carrying Al Bundy, that's what he looked like. That's exactly what he looked like. So he gets in there, you know, he does his little thing, and one of the chicks, I don't know if that was his girlfriend or whatever, yeah, or not, but it was right? his girlfriend. And okay. it was confirmed it was his girlfriend. Okay, well, whatever. I don't care about that. Yeah, well, Shane sounded a little salty right there. Yeah, Shane did sound salty. Yeah, Shane. Man. Sorry, bro. Get a pretzel, bro. Man. Man. We don't have to bloat you. I'm just saying. Um, so anyway, basically after the whole shut the fuck up chance go over, CM Punk comes out. <laughs> He's like, Yo, I want I want another match. And he's like, hey, man, um, I got my ass whooped, but it took all y'all to do it, basically. So I got some friends. Yeah. Deep down deep down in my heart, I was hoping that Brian Danielson and fucking oh. uh, and John Moxley would come out together. Because <laughs> I want to see yeah. that whole submission squad click. And they brought, brought out, to that. He brought out Esteem and his employee. No, his son. Darby <laughs> Allen. His son, <laughs> Darby his son, Darby <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Okay, how you know? I fell. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so they do the whole gimmick. They, they talk about it. But here's the thing that really got to me. Warlow looked bored as fuck. He did. He was like, eh. yeah. He, he did like, not care about anything going on in this segment. And I thought it was great that Punk came out instead. I want my rematch with Wardlow. Yep. I the thought that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I, I was really hoping that uh, I mean, like seriously, like all bullshit aside, I love the fact that Mox was was a special partner for CM Punk tonight. Yeah, because you know they have history back in the day. You know, I mean, it, it is yeah. what it is. You mean, you, mean, see, you mean Punk that started the Shield? It was his idea, right? Exactly. That was yeah. That was his, that was his idea. Um, but me personally, I was really hoping and praying that fucking Warlow came out as partner. <laughs> Warlow is oh, like, like all the ass. Oh, oh my really? god! I I, I think they're still slow burning it. I'm oh, gonna turn, but it's just it's not not yet. Burn. I want to I want to need to change a pair of pants after that. And you see, the cool thing about AEW is that it's okay for them to do a slow burn because guess what? 
they'll start some shit in 2020 and pay that shit off in 2024 yeah. and it'll still be hot. Then they're going to be like a like a WWE show where they start a few uh, storyline on Monday the 1st and by Monday the 8th it's already over. They forgot. They, they forgot it. Oh. You know, or when, right. like, someone's coming to you someone's they, coming. You mean they finished it? 65 weeks later you still ain't got there. <laughs> Bro, I, I need you to understand something. If Veer actually shows up Veer this will be the first storyline since I don't know long term that they f- long term. Yeah, first ever long term. And that they finished. And finished. All That's he has to do is show up. Yep. Like step in and be like, "Hi, I'm Veer," and leave. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he just walks up. Hi. Bye. Hi. Hey y'all. Hey y'all. What's up? Mm-hmm. So hey Jerry. <laughs> So after after we do all this whole thing, Sting gets this whole. I mean, you know, Sting and Darby, um, they, they they leave. You know, Punk gets what he what he wants. Then, like literally, like a minute or two later, Sting and Darby Allen are backstage with Andrade. Andrade and Andrade's super buff fucking um, um, valet, so to speak. Dude, dude's big, bro. Like, dude's uh-huh. big ass dude. Um, so. <laughs> Everyone seems to be wanting the shot at a TNT championship. So I'm assuming that Andrade is going to be in the the face of the revolution ladder match along with Darby. Correct. Because oh, they both talked really about good. it. Um, Darby says he won't work for Andrade. After he he goes to Sting, he says, finally, I found them. Everybody knows that Darby works for Sting. And Sting was like, did you not tell him like two weeks ago? I did. I surely did told him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So basically, Andrade says that uh, Darby says he's going to become the, the the number one contender for the TNT Championship, and Andrade says that's cool. No, I no, know no. what you want. You're going to work for me because I'm going to be the TNT champion. So that was their way of working Andrade into the ladder match, I assume. Yeah. Sure. But here's the thing, and we talk about this every time they show they show uh, Sammy Guevara. Why is he always the pitcher and pitcher guy? <laughs> I don't know. Why is he still carrying around the other belt as well? He's fucking Sammy Dose belts now. Like, yeah. it's the Dose. same belt. It's yeah, it's, yeah, you know, just Sammy two different belt. colors. That's all. It's always having um, picture, picture. So this is the match that made no sense to me. The At blade, least now he stands closer to the camera so you can see what the sign. Yeah, they did. Screen. It wasn't yeah. far away. The blade. It's actually, out. it's actually his twin brother, sign guy Sammy. Oh shit, <laughs> sign guy Sammy. So the blade makes his entrance and he's facing Wardlow. So unlike WWE, where they do the whole face versus heel, here AEW, there's no such thing as face versus heel. Everyone will fucking fight each other. And sometimes it's heel I versus love heel. That. I love that. I like and that. Blade did something smart. Yeah, he Taking went right out for the legs. He went for the legs. So in this whole in this match, I mean, most of this match took place in pitcher and pitcher also. Uh. Um that's that's the one thing that I really can't stand that that uh, AEW does. More than like I, I know they want to show you the match, but fuck man, picture. I mean, it's like watching picture and picture is almost like watching Raw with thirty five fucking skits. Oh my god! In four matches, I get so angry when I see picture and picture. Like watching Raw. Uh no. <laughs> we already Phil, know the answer. Phil is like. Oh my god. Yeah, where's where Sasha mm-hmm. when you need her? <laughs> um, she's right there on the couch. Exactly. When the oh. dog is snoring because of Raw, we know something's going on. 
Um, so what did you guys think of this this Blade versus uh, Wardlow match, Phil? What did you think? Um, I think it served its purpose for, you know, Wardlow to get another dominant win and, you know, stand over somebody and pin them. Um, yeah, the it's basically, you know, us waiting for him to eventually powerbomb the hell out of Spears because it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, you, you, you really want that, don't you? <laughs> it's, it's coming. You can, you can just feel it. Every time Spears it. walks in behind him, you can feel he wants to powerbomb him. He's guy. like, oh, I can't wait to powerbomb the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really funny because his powerbomb <laughs> looked a little bit softer this week. Um, kind of like the one that he gave to, to CM Punk. The one he gave to CM Punk looked real soft. And I was like, hmm. He's just Bro, waiting for the biggest. I was like, a, and the ones, like that, the ones he dished out this week didn't look all that hard either. I mean, he still got the win, but they didn't look as hard as like when he had them two dudes in the ring and was like fucking acting like he was making mashed potatoes. <laughs> Man, <laughs> when he uh when he power bombed Punk through that table, though, I was like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah, that, that was some shield shit back there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Dude, he must really pissed him off yeah. right there. Um. But you know the crowd. The crowd loves it. Do the crowds like that? They love the whole power bomb symphony thing. And you know Jim Ross. Jim Ross gets off on it. Dude. He's he's Fuck like Sean off. Spears hitting someone with a chair. Like I think he has like a. By God. He's just oh my God! He did it! Oh my God! He did it again! Uh, Jim Ross, yeah. down, bro. Yeah, I I think it's the way that when he lands that first one and then he rolls into the second one. Yeah, it looks good every time he does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also due to the guy taking the power bomb too. Let's not let's not uh, discredit that guy. But uh, after the match, Sean Spears attacks the blade, like just randomly. Like that's what he does what? every every time he has yeah, he the guy with the chair. With everyone with the chair. He wasn't get that orgasm in ready. Yeah. And this week it wasn't the uh, Burberry chair, so it was like a random a random chair. This right glass chair. But in the in, and then we had a video package with Pinto Zero Mito Mira Mito. Lucha Underground. Yeah. Lucha Underground he basically style. brought the Lucha Underground mask back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't you know, care. He had about a golden shovel. Yeah, yeah, golden shovel. Golden shovel. I, I didn't care about this package. Man, at all. I miss Lucha Underground. I miss I, I think it's great because I want to see Pinto do more singles matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. So I, I love when Pinto was was single. When Pinto when Pinto was with Lucha Underground, he was doing the gimmick. Lucha Underground Pinto was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so here's the thing that we all been waiting for. Everyone's been waiting all night for this. Oh man, the breakup of the inner circle. Oh no, I was here for it because I I loved everything about it. Yeah, on on your on your your space, they were like, they were like, oh look, it's Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager. Where is uh, where is uh. Santana, oh, here they come to their own their fucking own music. music. To their own music. Yeah, I loved it. I, I so, loved it. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just loved Santana giving him, just telling him everything, like, nope, nope, you can't talk yet. I'm not done. No. I'm not oh, done. Yeah. And then Love and then he was like, am I wrong? And I was just like, no, you're not wrong about any of this. Hey, but I gotta say though, uh, shout out to my boy Homicide Hernandez. So for oh the, yeah, when he shout out that. tonight because uh, uh, <laughs> he was like, "Yo, Jake, you got Homicide Hernandez number?" I was like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, Jericho threw some shade, but Jericho looked yeah, like a fucking shade. idiot tonight. Um, Jericho was like, um, "I was like, the way Jericho was acting was like, I'm about to kick you guys out of the inner circle." Realistically, the motherfuckers were leaving. You sure I heard yeah. the right LAX members? You guys, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, um, 
Sammy talking about, man, I love you guys. Get your shit together. Shut up, Sammy. Sammy don't need them. No. Sammy got his own shit going on. I thought, honestly, they were going to do LWO 2.0 myself, but. You know. <laughs> yeah. God, no. I was, I was just waiting for them to, to grab Sammy and go, look. You don't need these gringos. Get out of here. Like, right. <laughs> get yeah. these two dudes out of here, man. Jericho yeah. is dragging you down. When is the last time Hager did anything interesting? Bro, has <laughs> Hager been on TV in months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah he's been standing around. I mean, I've seen, him on, I've seen him on Sammy's blog a couple times, but I haven't seen him, like, have a match since that, that stupid um, inner circle versus the America top team. Yeah, man. And, and which reminds me, boy. That Jericho line where he goes, you remind me of my friend Eddie Guerrero. I was like, Ugh. oh my god, yes. Ugh. Why? Because he's Latino. Like, yeah, yeah. horrible line. line. Hey, hey, man. But Santana was dropping facts. Mm-hmm. Straight, straight mm-hmm. facts. Straight facts. So much of the whole facts. time he was talking, and that was that's been one of my biggest gripes about every time Jericho would come out and have his little feuds, uh, or, or better yet, uh, we talked about on the podcast, when there's a feud and Jericho will be taking a sweet-ass time getting to the ring, fucking walking down, I mean, like, look, what, the ass-whipping be open, be over, and he's like, oh, I'm wait, saying, guys, here I come. I'm just saying, like, if, 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 Phil, if you and Julian were getting your ass kicked by Shane, I'm not going to be like, hey, yo, do me a favor, man. Cue up my music real quick. Cue up my music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, get it past the first minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right <laughs> now. And then yeah. walk down to the ring while you, my people are getting their ass yeah. kicked. Like, oh, I'm, I'm a real team player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just, I'm just not interested in any of the Jericho gimmick right I'm, I've now. I've been over it for like, a, like the last year. I man. just, I've been him, over it. him coming out and they have to put the camera in people's faces while they sing Jericho. Yeah. I just think it's extremely corny at this point. And man, when Santana said that, he was like, man, this is corny. I was like, exactly. It is. All of it is corny. <laughs> he did. He said, man, this shit is corny. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Real. So Sammy took his jacket off, left. Honestly, bro, he had any questions. No one before. really, no one really cared about this whole. This, this was like five minutes of wasted time, in my opinion. That's just me. Five so, minutes of wasted time because they just set up okay, a match so between Santana Ortiz so in, and, Jer- and Jericho and Hager. That's it. In, in terms of storytelling, it wasn't wasted time because they're continuing the story. There, there, there is a story. Oh, no, no, here. don't get me wrong. The story was fine. It's yeah. just listening to Jericho. Yes. Grown on about shit for like five minutes that yeah. really had no significance. It could have been a backstage that segment. That's what I mean. This could have been yeah. a tape segment, you um, know, where Jericho right. had to read some shit instead of kind of like trying to free flow. And and one thing we all know, like um, I mean, you guys are watching this show, you don't know this, but a lot of people in the industry that work with AEW, they all tell you the same thing, bro. We just walk up in there, they say, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. Like they don't give you a script and tell you this. They say, just in these parameters, go. Yeah, and that's it. You know, just like the other day, I was watching a, uh, um, I was watching um, uh, Russell talk. I was watching um, um, Luke Owen do an interview. Luke Owen and Janice Salcedo did an interview with um, and I guess and uh, Ollie Davis uh, with um, with uh, Eddie Kingston. And for the fifteen minutes they were supposed to have, it went like forty five minutes. 
it was a real good interview. And Kingston was just very candid about shit. Like he was like, "Yo, man, uh, they were asking questions about him and um, him and um, CM Punk." He's like, "I don't fucking like him." Wow. He was like, they were like, "So you did you guys shake hands?" Because no, I don't fucking like him. Like you want to know the I truth? I don't fucking like him. Like yeah, I tell people forward. in the locker room, this is how he is. He tells people this is how I am. We see each other in the locker room, and ain't yo, how you doing, buddy? It's like ah, oh, fuck you, and he walks away. Like <laughs> really, if you if you're a professional wrestler, anyone in this industry, you know there are guys that you don't fucking like. I was at a show last weekend. There was a guy that I physically knocked the fuck out in a match. Like I just gave him a two piece, bing bing, knocked him out. Wow. He came to me, was like, "Hey man, how you doing?" He gave me a hug, and I was like, "Um, what? Huh? <laughs> this was year. This was like seven, eight years ago." This motherfucker walks up to me like, hey, man, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm like, what? And I turn back around like I was doing my thing. Real, But if I, but when I work a match with him, I get in the ring and I do business because that's what it is. I don't have to like you personally. I don't have to like you professionally to have a good match with you. You know, hey, man. We, so we, I res- yeah. we, saw, we saw Rollins do business with Riddle this week. He didn't like it, that. Dude. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, in the grand scheme of things, um, you can really tell there's heat between Santana Ortiz and Jericho. Oh yeah, yeah you think so? I don't, I don't think it's a work, bro. Like, this is just me being being like I said, in, in, in it felt, inside. It the felt industry. pretty real. It, it felt not pretty only did real. it feel real, but like you knew when Eddie Kingston and CM Punk were going back and forth with each other that there was some real shit there. Like you can just see there was some real shit there. And Jericho when, was like. When Santana about? was talking to Jericho, bro, there was some legit like sparks, like, mm-hmm. like. Mm. It, I don't think it was. A, I mean, I, I can check my sources. I can, I can text <laughs> Santana my damn self and ask him. But the point I'm at, the point I'm getting at is, it looked so like, like there was so much heat there. Yeah, but you I, see I, what I'm yeah, saying? I, I do think that he was right when you consider how. Santana and Ortiz came to the company and the pop that they got when they came in and just like just how far they've gone down the pecking order the longer they've been there they had a point um I the 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 good thing about doing it in front of a crowd I felt like this was definitely them turning face um Mm -hmm. which they basically already faces but they basically were like you people and once they start you know pointing to the people and doing that like yeah it's it's a face turn big face turn um, and I agree, you know, like the way they came in, they came in hot, man. Like they were like, everyone was like, LAX is, oh my God, LAX, you know, they were hot. Just like private Everyone party. was really cheering for, uh, private powerful. Like private party came in, private party, just, they came in, they went over the fucking bucks, eliminated them from the tag team talent tournament. They yeah, had all this, they did. All this heat. Like they were, I mean, house of glory, I mean, house of glory, man. I'll just say right now, they turn out some fucking great wrestlers. All right. Ryan XL and amazing red turn out some amazing wrestlers. I ain't going to, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. They're fucking great at what they do. But these guys came in, and then you got guys like Matt Hardy. You got guys like Jericho. Guys that have been in the business for a long time that already have an established name. Trying to keep their fucking name above board by pushing other people down. You know, so I I think, like, me personally, I feel like just some heat between Santana and Ortiz and Jericho. And they just worked into a storyline. I mean, that's the, the best storylines I've ever been involved with have been the ones that have been, like, legit. So, um, so speaking of that, we go to Tony Schiavone backstage with Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Tony Schiavone. Uh, Julian's favorite team. Oh, <clears throat> Rapongi. And 
Rapungi Vice, you know, and um, Rapungi Vice, and you know the Bucks come out obviously, and you know, we're having a match on fucking Friday, like blah blah blah, right? Yeah. But then you see this leather jacket. First pop of the night. First Dead big surprise daylight. of the night. Logo. New Japan Pro Wrestling's Jay White. I'm not gonna say Impact Wrestling. I'm gonna say New Japan Pro Wrestling Bullet Club. Jay White. So Adam Cole was like welcoming him in. Welcoming him in. So. We talked about this a while ago about gang warfare. Mm-hmm. I sincerely think that we're gonna have Adam Cole and Red Dragon, who were on, who were on the show tonight, by the way. Adam mm-hmm. Cole and Red Dragon versus Kenny Omega and the Bucks. And if everything works out the way I really hope it does, Tomatanga, Tom, the God, Girl of the Destiny, and Jay White, and Jay White. What oh, triple threat, six man. Is this revenge for uh, kicking Adam remember, Cole out of, uh, out of the bull club? Remember, they're talking about these these uh, trios titles a lot. Correct. You got a lot of trios to do it. And they're building trios left and right. And then you got like, you got one of the hottest groups in wrestling right now, Red Dragon and and, and Adam, Adam Cole. And then you got the Bucks and Omega, who were the... Yeah. Were the uh, they were the uh, never openweight six man champions in, in New Japan. So, <clears throat> yeah, I believe they were the, the uh, Ring of Honor six man tag team champions at one time, too. So, yeah, so. unrequited era, undefeated era, uh, unexploited era, or what do they call <laughs> Yeah. Unexpected um, era. I wasn't huh. sure what to make of this. I almost felt like um, this is the second time I've noticed it. But it feels like Cole is basically saying he remembers what happened, but he's not telling them. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because I mean, I don't know. Jay White wouldn't have any beef with Adam Cole. He didn't kick no. him out of Boiler Club. The Elite did. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's kind of a enemy of my enemy is my friend thing. Exactly. Uh, right. I don't. I don't know if that means we're going to get more Bullet Club in the future, or if that even means we're going to get more Jay White. But I have to assume him showing up just for that brief appearance couldn't be just a one-off. Well, also think about it this way too: the fact that they said. <clears throat> the fact that they said Bullet Club, they didn't say the elite. They didn't say no, the they club. Didn't. They legitimately yeah. just straight up said Bullet Club. So we know New Japan owns the owns the, the the rights to the Bullet Club name. That's why Bullet Club doesn't travel outside of anything else. But the fact that they're like the Bullet Club, and they 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 specifically said it in a way it was like, hey man, you know, uh, we're the elite. But when we said we were for life, we signed. We we made an oath. We were for life. We said we we're a Bullet Club. That right there to me says a new that the whole Forbidden Door thing that Tony Khan was posting about on Twitter about some working with some companies that are okay and some companies that are not, and someone's going to come in and close the door on one company. I think that was the whole Keith Lee coming in and closing the WWE door for good. But I think the one he said was, well, we're working with companies that will want. Well, we were working with companies that want to work with us. I think that's New Japan. And that was a good thing because they, that's one of the reasons why Brian Danielson signed with AEW was for the fact that he wanted to go and work in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting his opportunity. And now that Jay White's been in, been here for a long time, like he's been, in, he's been in Impact Wrestling for a long fucking time doing nothing. Right. Yeah. Like nothing. him and Chris Bay, they haven't done shit. No. You know, they should have been the tag team champions right now. They, they should have been feuding with, with, with Gallows and Anderson over the tag belts and should have won the belts. I mean, they're feuding with, 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 with Finley and, and um, 
and um, Juice Robinson, who was gone mm-hmm. from New Japan, by the way. You know, so I mean, there's so much there, there's so much good shit happening right now in professional wrestling, and AEW is like the the, the, the catalyst of all of it. You think about it, like AEW work work they will work with anybody. They work with AAA, the Joshis. They work. They're gonna work with New Japan Pro. Uh, they're working with PWG, bringing in all this talent. GCW, like, dude, they are the mecca of cooperation, in yeah. my opinion. What do you think, Julian? Just as long as they stop yelling, BTE trigger! <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's stupid, too. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be stupid and corny. Everything the Bucks do is supposed to be obnoxious and corny. Yeah. And, and, it drives, and the fans does, and they know it does. They know yeah. what drives the fans crazy. Mm. So, so my thing is, I mean, with, with AEW working with everybody, uh, I mean, we've we've got X number of hours of TV every week. Um, you have homegrown talent that you have to put over. Um, you have newly signed talent that has to get put over. Um, you kind of run to the danger of, okay, who gets put over this week? So, it becomes a juggling act. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, people. Um, I don't know anybody who watches every AEW show, um, and they may just read like the the, the, the recap um, highlights or watch it on YouTube later, like a, a recap show or something like that. Um, but if you're really trying to get the maximum amount of eyes on your talent, you're going to put them on Dynamite, you're going to put them on Rampage. Um, so they just kind of have to be, I'm not going to say conservative, but they just have to be wise with um, who they put on TV, who they get the matches to, who they get the spots to, and make sure that they give the time to their homegrown talent and to up-and-comers and the people who are going to make them shine just in the whole process. Which, like I said, they've been doing a good job of that. All their titles are being held by homegrown talent. Um, the big names that they signed are being used to make big matches and bring, and bring eyes to the shows, which is fantastic. I mean, just yeah. keep on doing that. Um, and as far as the, you know, as, as far as the Bullet Club, Jay White stuff goes, um, for the fans who are unfamiliar and who, you know, it's kind of a shame. I mean, there's a lot of Japanese wrestling and New Japan wrestling, that, which is fantastic. Um, Access like, TV. On way too late. You know, New Japan TV. I mean, if you, I mean, for, for cheap, you know, nine bucks a month, you can, you can subscribe. You can do, you can watch, uh, you know, Best of the Super Juniors. You can watch, you know all the cups you can watch all the tokyo dome shows all that stuff um you there's english versions that you can that you can watch or you can download um there's a lot of good wrestling over there um but the whole reason why they have a u.s championship is so that they can put it on a white dude or or an american or (laughs) someone who's non-japanese so that they can bring in um you know american crowds and be like, oh, Bullet Club, Bullet Club, and you know, and and bring those eyes over there, and not have it necessarily be the IWGP champion. And Okada's matches are still fantastic; they were fantastic. Kenta's matches are fantastic. Naito's matches are fantastic. Yes. Um, but some people are just naturally going to be turned off because of number one, the culture barrier with regards to language when watching the shows. But number two, they're going to be like. Why are these people sitting around being quiet during the whole match? The match must suck. That's not the case. That's just the culture. I will um, tell you, ladies and gentlemen, as someone who's wrestled in Japan, it's really um, surreal 
to wrestle in front of like 30,000 people and then they clap. That no one is like yay cheering you or booing. They're clapping and you know you're like like I literally was like, dude, are we doing something wrong? <laughs> you know, because like in the like wrestling in New Japan Dojo was different because like we had like people would clap and people would, you know cheer. Going to Japan was a was a whole different. It was like a whole different beast. You guys and watch I- WrestleMania. You guys watch you know AEW's ramp. You know um. Res- um Revolution, all this other shit. Like you like watch all these pay per view shows in the United States, even in England and Germany and shit like that. You watch them and the crowd goes crazy. In Japan, you do a big spot, then clap, polite clap, and they yeah, stop. Go clap. And I I've noticed that too. They also stay very silent, not to be disrespectful, but just because they're watching the show and everything. Because it's yeah, out of out of respect. Yeah, yeah, out of respect. It, and it's a, it's a. Like I said, it's a whole different beast. So <clears throat> Americans don't really get Japanese wrestling unless you're like a real, like you're really a diehard professional wrestler and you're a professional wrestling fan and you know everything about it. You know, you know, Tatsumi Tessumi Fujinami and you know, you know, Giant Baba and you know, Antonio Noki, you know, Antonio Noki wrestled, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali and you know, Correct. you know, shit like that. Like, that's that was when Japanese wrestling was trying to become mainstream. When Masato, right. when Masahiro Chono was part of the NWO, when the Great Muda was wrestling Sting for the WCW World Television Title or something, the NWA World Television Title, you know, that was some shit. You right know, there, things right. like that. When when Tenru was the AWA World Champion, uh, wrestled Ric Flair in a Champion versus Champion match, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. That's when they were bringing Japanese wrestling to the United States to make it more mainstream. Um, guys like Vader made, you know, guys like Stan Hansen, um, you know, the Myrtle Hawk monster. He goes over there, you know, he, you know, him and, um, was it him and, uh, was it him and Finley? Yeah, Finley. Finley. Yeah, they were part yeah. of Suzuki Kun. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So you're bringing all, you know, the Killer Elite Squad with Davy Boy Smith Jr. You know, shit yeah. like that. Like, man, those were Americans that went over there, and not just Americans, but man, Sheldon Benjamin was also a member of Sheldon yes. Benjamin. Oh, yes. yes. You know what I mean? So, that's American wrestling is a, is a complete different beast Benji. than Japanese wrestling. And some of the stuff that you see, like, I mean, I'm just saying, it's, it's, man. And so, so I'm excited. Gonna, I'm just excited. Okay. I'm just excited. And, and I'm gonna go wrestling excited. If you, if you decide to sit down and watch, uh, watch a Wrestle Kingdom, and in between they have some giant anime pop culture cartoonish characters come out, and you're like, man, what the fuck is going on? I want y'all to the realize... The first time I saw that, even I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I want y'all to realize that um, um, your boys came out of, on stage out of a giant box of bootios dressed as Dragon Ball Z. Right. right. At WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. That's right. At WrestleMania. Wrestling. So, you know, yeah. it, it's, come see, come saw. I mean, same thing. So that's, that's why I was so confused that people were so upset about that Ghostbuster thing. And of course, we'll get back to Adam Cole thing later. But yeah. I didn't understand why people were so upset about that Ghostbuster thing. Like, they did tons of Halloween that stuff episode. in Japan. It so, was a Halloween episode. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It didn't bother me. But. Yeah, I mean, if this leads to more like special attraction matches like they had with Suzuki or 
um, you know, when Kojima came over and had the match, great. Um, I don't think it's going to be one of those partnerships where, you know, they're going to take a lot of TV time away. But again, if it's just special attraction matches, I think that's great. But if we like get that. a GOD, um, hey, man. Gorillas of Destiny? Oh, man. I'll tell you right now, Twitter feuds are the shit. And the, and, and the, gorillas are in the, the gorillas are in the United States right now. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah. Tom is out there in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so let's talk about the face of the revolution qualifying match. Isaiah Cassidy versus your boy, Keith Lee. Look, <laughs> so many great things happened in this match. It wasn't oh, the Bearcat. Man. But the greatest thing of all time for me was when he grabbed Isaiah Cassidy. And you fucking <laughs> tossed him across the ring. And Isaiah did that. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I said mm-hmm. it last week when he announced that Isaiah Cassidy was going to face a mystery partner. I said, I hope it's Keith Lee. And I hope he tosses him like a salad at Olive Garden. And he sure did. Th- throw, him out like, throw him out like jazz? Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, awesome, man. Look, um, the crowd, bro. The fact that the crowd was was singing "Bask in His Glory," oh, yeah. you know how long it's been. So I've, it. I've waited for that song. To come back. I'm, I missed it. I missed that chance. Um, it was a lot of people thought it was going to be Jeff Hardy. Oh man, people are stupid when it came Jeff, to that. Jeff Hardy would have made a lot of sense actually because of the storyline that they're doing with uh, Private Party. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I tweeted this before the show, but that uh, indie show when Matty Matt came out and he did the, the <laughs> party boys entrance, I, I, <laughs> yeah. came out. I would have loved it. He's if, here. He's I would have loved it if they did that again. Hit Jeff Hardy's music and Mark Quinn just comes out stuck dancing. <laughs> that would have been perfect. Um, oh man! But I mean, we got another Jeff Hardy tease during this match because. He Matt, if you noticed, he left the match exactly like Jeff left that house show yep. match. Yeah, <laughs> and they said the pretty erratic behavior line and everything. Yeah, Shivani calls it that's erratic behavior from you know from Matt. Yep, erratic yes. behavior. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. um, I I mean, at this point, we all know Jeff's coming. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Well, okay. Right. So Jeff's contract, absolutely. Even though he's out of his contract, he still has that whole, you know, non compete thing. Not- yeah. So it's over the day after the um, rev- the day after the revolution. His contract is over. Ninety days. So, yeah. So, I mean, so. I, I could see people thinking that maybe Tony would have paid, you know, just paid his lawyer costs to fight this non compete clause. And I mean, we think ladder match. You think Jeff Hardy? Yeah, I exactly. mean, it 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 made sense, but I didn't. I I don't think it made sense. Just wait out the non compete. He'll be. He'll be yeah. able to compete in a few. In then, a few you don't weeks. want to start, You don't want him to start being called the ATM Tony. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't want to jump into that kind of water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I mean, it's due. I mean, he basically paid for Thunder Rosa to get out of her contract. Um, so. Oh yeah, yeah. But Thunder I mean, trying to, that. you know, going to court and fighting a non-compete is a little bit different. And you know, it's not like those things are ironclad. You could fight it, but it just isn't worth it at this point. Correct. Exactly. So Keith Lee obviously won the match, got put into the qualifying or qualify for the face of the revolution ladder match. The winner is going to get to face the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara at the dynamite after revolution, I believe. Um, So they're gearing up for some big shit. Um, But private party attacks Keith Lee at the end and 
he just once again tosses him like a salad at the Olive Garden. Right. Um, but then we get a video package for Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Um, and then the one thing that I really just I don't like it. Like I don't okay. I don't like Sammy Guevara. I have like a personal reason why I don't like Sammy Guevara. And if you know if you if you know if you know if you don't know then ask homicide. Um but there's a reason why I don't like Sammy Guevara. I'll tell you guys off off the air. Um as a as a person, I think he's is a piece it, is of it shit. because is it because his girlfriend's hot? I don't give a shit about his girl. Oh, I mean shit. Um it ain't about Ty Conti, I'll tell you that. Um <laughs> but it's 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 a respect thing for guys in the industry. Okay. Um when he started in Texas he had little to no respect. Um anyway. Um so the whole disrespect with the pitcher and pitcher thing really just fucking irks me. Yeah. Like and it, I, I like seriously, they were like, and next up Sammy Guevara, and I was like, picture and picture. Boop, there it is. Picture and picture. Up, bam, picture and picture. Like, like why why do they do that only for Sammy when we want to read the cards? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um the only time that, that the card thing used to be funny when they did it sometimes. And I think that week when he came out and did the cards and um who was it that jumped him? Was it Miro? Wayne's world. Yes. Miro, Miro came out and jumped him, and you could see Ricky on the side on commentary just having a blast with it, going, yes, yes. I thought that was amazing. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I don't need to see that. I don't really need to see as much picture-in-picture picture now that they're not competing with another show either. I don't understand why they still exactly. do that. Right. But it is what it is. Um, then you get the FTR versus CM Punk and Moxley. Um, um, if, if CM Punk and Moxley wins... CM Punk gets a rematch with um, with uh, okay, MJF. Yeah. I'm assuming that's going to be a revolution. That would be where I would put it as one of the marquee yeah. matches yeah. here. Um, but for the most part, it was a decent tag team match. It was really good. I thought it was a very good tag team match. I thought they did a lot of the greatest hits of tag team wrestling. They mm-hmm. did Doomsday Device. They did a tease of a powerplex. I thought it was great. Oh my god! And they did the Midnight Express, uh, the Bob Eaton Stanley leg drop spot. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but in the end, Moxley gets you know Moxley and and CM Punk get the win. And they did the Doomsday Device too. Dude, what was really great though was Moxley hit the Paragon the the, par- the Paragon, Paragon shift. shift. Paragon and GTS Punk hits the GTS yes. at the exact same time. They teased it earlier on, then they did it at the end. So yeah. they actually look like a cohesive tag team, which is once again, <laughs> once again, Daniel Punk, John Moxley. But can they coexist? Ah, can they coexist? <laughs> hey, hey, hold on, hold on, stop, stop, stop. This is Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, that is not a dirty c word. Okay, we can say the word coexist because guess what? They can, can they coexist. But on right. Monday, on Monday, you, so. you know, on Friday, on uh-huh. certain shows that end with the e. Um, that word is a dirty word. Like it's so dirty. It's 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 dirty. It's very <laughs> dirty. I was surprised. Bacon. I was surprised that Tully coming in and hitting Punk with his jacket over and over, and I was like, "Where's this going?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Where's this going?" And he actually took the bump. Wait, wait, wait. He took the GT. He took to go to sleep better than Charlotte took the fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. That is sad, but true. And he's like 65, 70 years old, taking both oh my God. Right, Man, yep. I, I've i seen her take the twist of fate twice. Oh, now. And that, like, that just, was terrible. Just sell the move. Like, Becky did it this week. I was like, there, all nah. you have to do yeah. is just sell the Becky move. Becky told it better. Charlotte had a high nah. heel on. High heel on. She's like, I ain't shit. 
It, yeah. was, it was awesome. It was awesome. I was like, dude, Telly taking bumps like a G. Wayne Hall said it could have been RKO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so so and look, we're gonna go to a quick commercial break. Cause I, w- I want to get make sure Phil's comfortable with this next segment, because um, uh, I watched Grapple City the other day, and uh, yeah, we me me and Julian oh, talked about yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We're oh, gonna we talk about this. I've been waiting all week to get Phil on the show so I can talk about this. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. <laughs> get your hair cut you go get your hair cut right you head down to big d's barbershop big d's barbershop vancouver washington's best and brightest 1019 main street vancouver washington where you can go get your hair lined up cuts fades shampoos conditions and all the great things that go with supporting a local barbershop in a local business area you can also reach them online at www.bigdsbarbershop.com Go get your haircut right. These are more than just the sounds of a safe place to go after school. These are the sounds of interest being ignited and of mentors making an impact. At Boys and Girls Clubs, we don't do just one thing. We do whatever it takes to meet the needs of every kid who comes through those doors. Because whatever it takes is what it takes to build great futures. Great futures start here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. <clears throat> so usually, I reserve this for when I do the uh, the closing segment here, but <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and set the mood real quick. <clears throat> yeah. What is so, this? So, Phil. Uh. Live on Grapsody last Saturday. Special interview time. Yeah. The TBS Women's Champion. Jay the Gar- lovely Jay Cargill. On the podcast. Dang. And all you motherfuckers couldn't stop talking about how good she It wasn't me. That, this was totally, this was not me. Don't throw that on me. It was Hold on. Phil, Phil, Phil. I gotta say one thing. Phil. All y'all showed up with your best haircuts on yes. <laughs> Everybody just had the razor just like oh I'll leave that fresh edge up in there. <laughs> had the filter just hey Carl, how you doing? Nah, not me, bro. Not me. Look, first of all, I flew out that night. Like, first of all, like Listen, we're all we're all we're all black men in this chat. Well, <laughs> sorta, but, but uh, sort of, you know, we're all brothers. Two, three of us are brothers in this chat. You don't go, you don't go and hop on a plane and go somewhere and don't get a haircut, right? So you know, statement. I flew out to St. Louis that weekend, yeah. so you know, and usually I cut my own hair. So, 
Um, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not getting on a plane and not, you know, lining up and everything and making sure I'm right. You just don't do that. And so, you know, just happened to be happy coincidence that we had Jade on the podcast <laughs> that week. Um, but no, um, I, if anything that I said, I was like, yo, she came on with the belt, had the championship shirt on. I was she like, did. yo, it felt like, you know, the confetti was still heavy, man. It felt like she still had a little bit of confetti from the championship win. I was like, yo, all right. I like it. <laughs> Look, man, I loved it. I was like, I cannot wait to get them on the show. Hey, I'm gonna fuck with them so bad. She was engaged. She was. I mean, she was happy to be there. It was a good interview. And she put, yeah, she put. She gave you all some good time too. That was really mm -hmm. good. I, I, I was, man, I was happy. Yeah, gave us, gave us the the Danielson scoop. Um, that she trained with Danielson. Um, yeah, I, I thought she was a great guest. And you said something on Twitter earlier, and um, <clears throat> I'm very guilty of it. So I'm going to admit that I was very guilty of it. Um as a man who's in this industry and in the actual business, um, I did see her green as goose shit. But she has she has shown so much improvement over the course of the last, I'm going to say this, last six matches, she's shown so much improvement. Yeah. yeah. Being in there with Ruby Soho, being there with, with Thunder Rosa, you know, being there with Anna, because her, oh my God, her and Anna Jay, Dude, for for, so, for two people that have been in the business more than two years, they they had no right having such a good fucking match. Yeah, I man, I told people at the start of the tournament, this tournament is a vehicle to get Jade over. She's mm, gonna yeah. win this tournament. She's gonna be champion. And there were so many people like, oh no, it's gonna be Rosa. I was like, nope, nope. This is Jade's tournament to win. I I saw it coming in. And so, man, the thing that I liked when she came on is that she was fully in talking her shit. I was like, no, no, no. get yep. get get all of it off. Get mm -hmm. in your bag. It was, it was already her tournament to win. Correct. Yeah, get in your bag. I loved it. Um, but no, she looked great tonight. Um, yeah, she did. Um, she pulled out a few moves we haven't seen her do. That flex move where she did the back body drop. That was mm -hmm. awesome. Um, it looked like she did like a tour of the islands at one point. I was like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and another thing that she did that a lot of people should be um, excited about was she fucking chain wrestled. She yeah. Did. And she it, did. it it looked like um like AQA is great by the way. Um, mm -hmm. I was glad that this wasn't a squash and she got time to actually show what she, she could got do. in a good amount of time. That springboard drop kick was awesome. That oh she did that. Too. It was pretty good. Man, yeah. got we got to see you know what you go to see at AQA matches and that's the student star press. Um, and at some points it looked like she was winning a crowd over. Um, yeah, she was, she was getting over. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought that, uh, Jade managed to play off of her athleticism really well. Mm -hmm. I thought all of her power spots looked good. Um, it looked like she was calling some of the matches. I was surprised by that. She looked, I was, I was really surprised how good she looked. That was one of the things that I saw that I didn't like. And I'm going to say I didn't like it because she has long hair. Mm -hmm. If you're in this industry and you're calling your match in the ring, you use that long hair to your advantage so the fans don't see you calling spots. But I can see, plainly see her calling spots in the match. And that's the only thing, and, and I'm going to say it, that's a rookie mistake. She'll yeah. get better. Um, but quite honestly, man, yeah. I, I, man, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say this, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast, and y'all know me. I'm a man of my I'm a man of my word. If I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. Um, I'm wrong. 
She's wow. fucking. She's improving 110. percent I mean, she's still better than NXT, uh, any NXT matches. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I enjoy watching her over watching an hour of NXT or two hours, three hours of Raw. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I. She looked good, man. I think. Uh, I think they've got a good thing going. I like that they keep putting that graphic up there. So the person that does beat her when that one goes up there, that yeah. one goes up. Speaking of that, we need um, that Jay Cargill is Undertaker guy. I'm, I'm gonna start calling Jay Cargill on Twitter. Um, she thinks that she she the superior black athlete. <clears throat> That's cool. What she got? <laughs> what, what, what is she? What is she? What is she? Twenty six and twenty six and oh. Yeah, twenty seven. Oh, your boy, the OIW North American Champion. Why am I twenty eight? No, yeah, I said it. Oh, I said it. I'm gonna put it on. Oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on. Twitter. And how many matches have you had so far? Road to five thousand. <laughs> yeah, we ain't talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, man, I loved her introducing all the green into her look as well. Mm-hmm. Last week, I think that was last week when she did the segment, and she she dropped the you know I know all of you guys are turning the channel and you guys stopped to drool over my fine ass, and she had like the green backdrop and yep. that green <laughs> eyeshadow and green nail polish. I was like, That's smart my... man, it's it's clever. Yeah, yeah, she's she's she. I'm, I'm like I said, man. I, I I'll admit I was wrong. I'll admit I was wrong. She's 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 doing the most, and uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna say she's this. She's improving I'm, indefinitely. I'm giving all I'm giving all the credit to Phil Lindsay and his his uh, his, uh, <laughs> his 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 tenacity and his his. Uh, if you ever if you're ever on Twitter and you go into one of Phil's spaces, dude, like that's the most informative fucking group of people on Twitter. Like it's not like usual Twitter. I mean that's where. Like it was reintroduced to me that um, you can't be a single man uh, going to WrestleMania week. Uh, that was on that <laughs> space, <laughs> and that's why I posted that. That's why I sent you guys the uh, the super chat about WrestleMania week, and it ain't for single people because <laughs> it is not. Um, that's a different story for another day. I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard stories. I've never been to WrestleMania, so I've never seen. Are it. you serious? No, never been. You get a girlfriend, Phil? Really? No, I don't. Um, I okay. might go to Dallas, so we'll you see. You need to go to Dallas, then. <laughs> you got a girlfriend? <laughs> no, you need to go to Dallas. No. <laughs> and you know, you know why I'm not going to put it on the podcast. It's not 9 o'clock yet, so I can't talk like that. But, oh, um, man. What's happening but, uh, this shit? But yeah, trust me. You, 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 know, need, you, you need to go to Dallas, bro. <laughs> next year, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. It's LA next year. Roscoe's gonna be packed. That's the mania I'm planning. Hey, that's the mania I'm planning on going. I never Damn been it, to a Shane, live. You can't mania. go. You can't go to mania with us. I know. Uh, I never been to a mania live. Oh, never Shane, have. Shane might be our gimmick. <laughs> Shane might be our gimmick. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my god. I'm just um, saying. I never been to a mania live, and it's my bucket list to be go to a live mania. <laughs> so we got the winner and still champion, Jay Cargo. <clears throat> the Bucks and Cole were backstage. You know, that's the whole story we talked about earlier with Jay White. But I'm so excited about this new gimmick. The Rodney Mac or the Serena D um, five-minute white girl challenge. The five-minute rookie challenge. Serena D, she killed Katie Arquette in like a minute and 30 seconds. But Serena D, the woman of a 1,002 holes now, or a 1,003 because she just came up with a new hole tonight. Um, 
She is bringing back Rodney Max. Uh, what, what, what was it? What was the call? Five Julia? minute, five five minute white challenge. boy challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Serena well, Deeb bringing it back. Black History Month. Um. So yeah, it, it was it was a good it was a good little match. I mean, I I I personally enjoy her character. I've loved Serena Deeb since day one. Like that chick. She has a new fight and Tron and Minitron and all that stuff. She really is a woman. She really is a professional wrestling like like prototype. Her and my girl Jamie Hader, they need to team up. Oh man. So uh, yeah. <laughs> So Serena D uh, beat her in one minute, but it was more like 40 seconds because she took 20 seconds to fuck around, looking at the clock. And <laughs> shit. The fact that she was going. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, man, Serena D can't get no, she can't have a bad match. Yeah. Like, she's one of those women that can get in the ring with you and just work and have such a, like, she can, you know, the whole taking, taking, Chicken shit, making chicken salad. Well, she'll take chicken shit and make that shit chicken cordon bleu. Like that's what I'm saying. She's that good. She's that good. And just um, a thing, she was one of uh, CM Punk's um, straight edge society. Straight edge society. Shaving her head bald. She looked good with a bald head. But she sure did. Hey, you ever? Oh, never mind. Oh no, 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 no. Let's go. Go with it, brother. Go with it. Oh, it's only eight fifty-eight. <laughs> oh. Do you want to go to a commercial break so we can come back and get your yeah, two minute, two minute commercial break. Just minute. The, it just has to do with the texture of a woman's bald head, but that's but never. Mind. Oh yeah. my Jesus Christ! It's eight fifty eight. We can't wait two minutes. Look, um, let me get a video package for the Gun Club and the Jurassic Express. The uh, ass boys. The Ass, ass boys. boys, yeah. Dan Housen's favorite tag team, the Ass Boys. Um, ass Boys. Can I just say that I'm not excited for this shit at all? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a, a run of the mill tag feud for now for uh, Jurassic Express for them to move on and somebody else will challenge them. Um, yeah, <sighs> but I don't know. I did think it was really funny last week when um, they did that whole segment outside and they threw Jungle Boy in the snow and ran. Jungle away. Boy in the snow. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Um, Oranges. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, like, I like the fact that that um, that Dan Housen loves to fuck with them. Like, yeah, that's the like Dan Housen made the made the Gun Club famous. I'm just gonna say it. The fucking if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com right now, you'll find an Ass Boys T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and to people that are were confused about signing Dan Housen, that's why they signed Dan Housen. The guy. Yeah. Put those guys over without being on the show. And it's um, funny. Yeah. They signed. Sorry to interrupt, but they they, they signed two non WWE guys. But when they signed an ex WWE guy, people on Twitter start to complain. Oh, yeah. Twitter's a fucking meltdown. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, man. Twitter. Twitter is a horrible place, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just gonna be yeah. honest. With you. <laughs> it kind of is. It people on Twitter is toxic as fuck. Like, oh yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. When when Dan Housen talked about signing with. A and W. That shit was funny as hell when he shows up on AEW and then he talks about I've been with A and W for weeks and ain't got no root beer. You know what? <laughs> Let me tell you, Dan Housen is so over. I was like, this dude, that was like this motherfucker. This is funny as hell. 
Danny Housen got signed to to Ring of Honor without even wrestling. They signed Dan Housen yeah. to Ring of Honor because he's his he's so funny. His gimmick is so over. Yeah, like, he literally was talking. Um, Curse. He was talking to Renee Paquette on her oral yep. sessions one time, and he literally was like about to quit. Like he was like fuck wrestling, you know. Really? Um, he was also talking to to um to uh, Chris Van, Chris Van Vliet, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, man." Um, I literally was like one step away from not wrestling anymore. He got, I believe he did a match. And he got drop kicked in the throat. Oh, he got chopped in the throat. Ow. And, we, and if you've been in the ring, trust me, that's some fucked up shit that happens when you get drop kicked in the throat. Then um, he he was like, yo, like he was a he was a nurse. And yeah. he, like right, and then he really he got he, he started get, gaining traction with the Dan Housen character right when the pandemic started. Huh. And his Patreon. And like all the videos of him and his buddies, because they he used to work in a movie theater back in the day and he met these two dudes. And they they became real good friends over like horror stuff and comic books and shit like that. And then he just came up with the character one time. And the his videos were the reason why people were like, dude, um, I saw your video and it was awesome. And I found you're coming to be on the show, and I just had to come to the show just to see you. Not because he was coming to wrestle, but because his his internet content was so over. Yeah. And the fact that he can work too, because when he was, um, I think he he did some dark matches under under his name Donovan Danhausen, and fans weren't like digging it. Like he was just generic white dude number one. These are his words: generic white guy number one with tattoos. That's it. And, and he had long hair. With... Yeah, and then he's like, he put the makeup on, and you know, he he put the makeup on. He was like, "Yeah, it's a Halloween thing." Like promoters were booking around Halloween time. He's like, "No, this is like all the time. I want to do this all the time." And then people just loved it. And the guy is so funny and so artistic. Like he can sell ice to an Eskimo in an igloo in the middle of a snowstorm in Alaska. <laughs> That's how good he is. So shout out to Dan Housen for getting over the ass Dan boys. Yeah. Um, did you guys see the Ass Boy video he made? Even funnier. Yeah, it was hilarious. Ass Boy music video. Funny. Ass Boy. Um, so then we get to the match that um that my 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 counterpart, Mr. Chemical Julian, is a little upset with. And no Shane casket. is a little upset with. And I need to explain to you guys. No casket. Look, Lance Archer's not a liar. Nobody died. He's not Nobody. like Goldberg. No casket. Like Goldberg. Died. Lance Archer's not he's not a liar. And I'm gonna tell you why he's not a liar. This was a Texas death match. Okay. But we were in Atlantic City. So so no one had to die because it was in Texas. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And not like Goldberg over in fucking Saudi Arabia. I'm going to kill Bobby Lashley. You're my next year, though. Do it for my son. Bobby Lashley's going to beat your kids. What are you going to (laughs) do? Listen, I still think that is one of the worst bills WWE has done recently. Um, you have to bring son, back you, the her business to get destroyed by Goldberg. Get out of here with that. Your, your son got in the ring, and got he got out. he got choked out because he had no business in the ring. Right. So, next exactly. time, stay out of grown folks' business. And, <laughs> like Gage, the whole buildup. Gage, the whole buildup there that match. He's like, Dad, why am I here? I don't, I don't care. They had a grown. Folks so business. That, that's what it, it, it feel, and that was part of the problem because Lashley was supposed to be a heel. Goldberg's son gets in the ring, gets choked out. Now he's and, face. 
Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, he didn't do anything wrong. Look, if somebody just gets in the ring exactly. and attacks you from behind, what are you supposed to do? Exactly. Choke him out. I'm whoop that ass. Wait, choke him out with, his, that with, his leg, with his legs dangling between his between his legs. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and yeah. and he was right. The, the whole thing was he didn't know that it was his son when it happened. But look, if you're gonna hop in the ring, you got to take what comes yeah. in the ring. <laughs> right. And then he was like, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore. Stop Ladies it. and gentlemen, these are Phil's, Julian's, and Shane's hey, comments and comments alone that do not reflect those of Roundtable Pros and Podcasts hey, or by Sam John. Hey man, hey, don't don't if get you in the ever, ring. If you ever watch the Great Ones reviews, oh my god, that's listen, hilarious. Listen, if you take your kid to work and you work at a factory, and your, kid, <laughs> and your kid runs out on the assembly line and puts his hand on the assembly line and gets his hand smashed. Whose fault is that? It is your. It is your fault. It, that was Goldberg's fault that that happened. In. It sure as hell wants to bring your kid to work day. Brought your kid to a violent environment and expected him to be okay. It's your fault. You let your kid get in that ring with Bobby Lashley. That's what happened to him. And Ray, Ray was like, "Hey Dom, stay at ringside, man. I'll be right back." Right. <laughs> and Hey, Papi, I'm going to come help you. He was like, no, nah, man, don't do that. All right, he's like, Bobby and was Wayne's like, world and you're coming on the kid. You got to choke him out, too. Yeah. <laughs> Worst wrestling ever. Oh, my God. That's and now so Goldberg funny. is only there for that $5 million paycheck. Hey, oh, hey, this is what it is. But um, <clears throat> so the reason why I brought that up was because the AEW World Championship was contested in a Texas death match tonight. Oh, my bad. Hangman Adam Page versus Lance Archer. The um, now, I got to say, look, the fucking ring announcer announces that it's a Texas death match, and out of nowhere, Page and Archer come flying out of the fucking back. Just right. Throughout the whole thing. That right there, that right there is that why is. AEW is better than WWE. Yes. And I'm going to tell you why. If you got a blood feud, with someone. If me and Phil are in a blood feud, we can't stand each other on sight. Uh, we're gonna kill each other. We're not gonna come down the come down the ramp. Get in the ring. We're not gonna wait. Wait for the referee to ring the bell. Lock up. <laughs> we're not gonna yeah, do that. Just we're, gonna gonna at it. we're not gonna do that. If I see no. you backstage and, and I'm just like, I don't like you, like it's on sight, like man. You. But y'all so, hate each other, but you're gonna make money, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> the it's, the it's, point it's the point I'm making is on site. Ding, ding. It's gonna be a fight. It's not gonna be like, hey, let's lock up and let's do a headlock and let's sh- let me shoot you off to the ropes and you know do this. this. No, it's a Texas no. death match. Yeah. No, we're gonna kill each other. And these guys yeah. literally try to fucking kill each other. They tonight. did the spots that they did the the freaking that finisher that Lance Archer did onto the steps on Hangman's back. Ow, dude, did you see the step buckle? Uh huh. I love the fact that Dan Lambert ran down and unscrewed the top turnbuckle so he couldn't hit a, a second because he hit the first uh, um, buckshot lariat Massive and, and um, Archer rolled to the floor. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the way a, a Texas death match works is it's you have to answer the bell. Kind, you have to get up before like the count of 10. Man. It's either a knockout or, or a submission. So what they mean by knockout is if I if I throw Julian over the top rope and he can't get back in the ring by the count of ten, if he can't get to his feet by the count of ten, he loses. There's no pinfalls in this thing. So this was like a fight, man. Like like you just think of everything you could have ever thought of in a fight like this. I mean, from steel chairs to referee with the assist to the ring to the unscrewed ring post 
to a barbed wire chair to wrapping barbed wire around your forearm and giving discus clotheslines with with, with with the referee assist by the did way. Did a fork to the forehead? Oh my god. Did I do the butcher spot? Yes. Gruesome yeah. self-mutilation. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> Won't see that on the WWE, buddy. No, we never do that. Not even no. back in Jake, the day. Uh, Jake just hit trying to hit a clothesline. Oh my god, oh, he hit man. the short arm, he hit the short arm clothesline and uh it was slow as shit, but he still hit it. He still and hit it. Then he was about the DDT and Lance Jake, Archer was like Jake did the nope. Jake signal for the DDT and I was like, Jake, look, I don't care how much DDP yoga you doing. <laughs> you ain't hitting no DDT, bro. No, you that DDT, you gonna break your whole body. Yeah, gonna, people gonna have to come scoop you up and prop you up. Man, man weekend at Bernie style. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but dude, the fact that he was stabbing Archer was stabbing Page in the head with the fork, and then yeah. licked it, I'll do the butcher style. I was like, yep. Um, hepatitis, well, gross. Yeah, hepatitis. Yeah. Um, yeah. man. What was that thing on the other side of the uh, entrance where Archer got thrown through that glass at the beginning of the match? What was that over so there? So that's the that's the Cody Rhodes entrance. Like when he comes up from the floor and it's like oh. right in the middle of the of the face and heel locker room. The that's what that was. Yeah, but uh. wasn't it like a glass cover on one of the sides of the of the entrances? I think it was covering the yeah. W of the AEW park. But he threw him right through there and fucking. It just went everywhere. It went everywhere. It wasn't slow pace. It was fast pace of violence. Hey, like I said on Twitter, this match was violent, and I was here for it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, man, there was plenty of blood to spare. Believe me, I enjoyed oh it. God, I've yes. seen people have already turned on Hangman. It didn't take people. Oh uh, yeah, on already. My friends already turned on Hangman and everything. And I don't know. I mean, I think he's had three good title defenses so far, including this match. Um, guys possibly had the best AEW title match on network television. Um, yeah. Against twice. Daniel Bryan. Twice. Yeah. The guy, yeah, he's, so, been, he's, he's been having so, good matches. So here's the thing. So his his match to win the title was... Uh, Excellent when he fought Kenny Omega. Um, his match against Brian was excellent. I mean, he showed up and he showed out. His next two opponents were kind of not not next two, but um, Lance Archer was I want to say maybe a bit of a mismatch because Lance Archer really came off as a bit more of a monster than his previous two opponents. And so while he did beat Lance Archer, Lance Archer still got counted out or wasn't able to answer the 10 count, which Texas Deathmatch, you can't answer the 10 count, you lost. I mean, I get it. That's part of the rules of the match. Um, But people want to see him definitively dominate somebody uh, or go toe-to-toe with someone like the way that he did with Kenny Omega or the way he did with Brian Danielson. Um, And so... That's where I think in, in his case, he, he hasn't had that opponent yet that gave the same sizzle that he got from chasing after the title. So there was a whole lot going into it. There was the whole years of buildup into him becoming champion. Oh, yeah. Now that he is champion, it's like, uh, what next? do we, yeah, do we care that he's champion? Like, okay, he is champion, but then now what? 
like would wouldn't we rather have Moxley as champion or or Brian Danielson as champion or CM Punk as well not CM Punk or or you know Cody Rhodes or or, or somebody <laughs> else. So you know it's it's, it's it's just all about he he needs to have that one match where he looks hella strong and like really dominate somebody could because he hasn't even when he feuded with um, Kenny Omega, he didn't really dominate him. He went toe-to-toe with him and didn't dominate him. Uh, with Brian Danielson, he went toe-to-toe and he went the distance with him, but he didn't dominate him. He needs to have that match or that feud where he dominates. Teaches, teaches somebody a lesson, yeah. throws them what's up, and is like, yeah, now what the fuck? And he's your <laughs> champion. Yeah. Um, the only reason I think that it works is because his entire story – since he's gotten there is that he stepped up in this stacked roster and he goes, I want to be the first world champion and he failed and he failed miserably. And I feel like he has, his journey back has been like, I'm unsure if I can do this, but I'm confident now and I'm going to be your champion. And so him beating Omega is a big deal because it took him so long to do it. And then him coming straight out of the Omega match and doing what Omega couldn't and beating Brian Correct. Being the first man in the company to beat Brian. And I feel like people have kind of glossed over the fact that he beat Brian kind of quick. It's like, nobody else has beat this guy. He's the only person in the company that beat him. That's that's not anything to, like, you know, just act like it's not a big deal. And then in this match, I do agree, it, it felt like he survived Lance. But yeah. I do feel like that was kind of the point of this, that it's still Hangman, that he is just getting by at the skin of his teeth. And then here comes Adam Cole, who some people yeah. want to see as champion. And it's kind of the story of his career with AEW, of him surviving. And then Correct. this other character that somebody else might want to see when instead coming out and trying to steal his spotlight. And well, you know, I, I, on top of that, I think that nipping on his heels, you have an MJF who wants a challenge for the title. And as big of a heel as MJF is, does he kind of have a claim to the title? Yeah, he does. And it would be kind of nice to see him challenge for the title and be the heel that he is. And will his heel tactics get over this time around? Because he beat CM Punk twice in one night. He beat yeah. the all-time favorite. He beat the he's better than the he's better than the best in the world. So yeah, he's you know, look, can he you get a shirt? tactics to get to become you know, AEW champion. And so, you know, that would be the the next uh, obstacle for him to overcome. And if he lost, I don't know that a lot of people would be sad. Yeah. Um, I think that they've been smart to keep Hangman and MJF away from each other since they yeah, had their match yeah. because now you can have him walk around all this time and go, look, I've beat him. I've beat Hangman and I've beat, I've beat Jericho. I've beat Punk. I've beat Cody. I beat almost Man. everybody there is to beat. Give right. me my title shot. Um, right. And so now, once he finally gets that other title shot, not not just that, he technically didn't lose to Mox because Mox cheated to beat him. We have a saying here on the show. <clears throat> and, Adam, and, Adam, and Adam Page, uh, or Adam Cole didn't technically lose his match to Orange Cassidy because it wasn't sanctioned. Correct. True. But yeah, the so he has, count. he has a claim at this point that nobody has beat him clean. He could technically claim yeah. that. 
Um, so yeah, I think MJF is absolutely going to be his next challenger at probably double or nothing. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he beats him. Um, but I feel like that's Do you think is it early they're going to take the title off of him that quick? I don't think the hangman has to have a long title reign because I think, I think he works so well as a chaser. I think him, I think him becoming champion and failing again and, and not, not failing as bad as he did before. But stumbling and then winning the title again is a good story. I'm waiting for Hangman to turn heel. I don't. I don't. I think they've got such a good baby face in him. I think it'd be a mistake. Yeah. Well, he is the top baby face in the company. Let's top baby face of AEW. There's no yeah, turn him heel. And since since you say that, I can segue into this. Listen, if you are one of these goose that's on Twitter that thinks Adam Cole has downgraded since he come to the company. I'm gonna just outright uh, say you are an idiot. The man has come thank in. You, <laughs> the man thank has you, come Phil. in and he has wrestled all of the top baby faces in the company in four months. He's wrestled Jungle Boy, he's wrestled Orange Cassidy, and now he's jumping into feud with the hottest baby face in the company. No, he this isn't a downgrade. He hasn't lost a match. He's only lost one match technically. Those aren't the WWE wow. stands talking. The yeah, WWE it, it it no. This, he he's been there four months and he's already number one contender. Yeah, he's if if he doesn't main event um this show coming up Revolution, it's gonna be because Thunder Rosa and Britt are gonna main event that show. But that's the only other match that could possibly yeah. main event that show. He's one of the o- most over guys in the company. It's not a downgrade. He went from wrestling in the CWC where not that pe- many people saw him to wrestling take over worthy crowds. Thank you. It's yep. not the same. <laughs> Look, <clears throat> Look, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. Adam Cole came in right after Paige and won the match. Bloody as fuck. Took the AEW World Championship. And handed the AEW World Championship to him and said, see you around, kid. He didn't attack him after yep. the match either. You know like, that. Like, that right there, if, if that wasn't a setup for something great down the line, Correct. I don't know what it was. And like Phil said, if you're one of those people that are like, oh, he downgraded from the WWE, really? Let me tell you oh, something. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm going to give you guys a history lesson on WWE. When they take the guys from NXT, the ones that are kicking all the ass, and they yeah. pull them up to the, to the main roster, Adam Cole is 195 pounds. He's five foot six. Do you honestly and truly think that he's five foot six? Well, you know what I mean. He's a fucking small guy. <laughs> I'm six feet tall, so if you're not six feet tall, you're short. Uh, I'm taller than you know? So, so if you got this guy come to the, to the main roster and he's not a huge, swole, super monster, you're gonna jump the fuck out of him. You're gonna make him a manager. You're gonna have him shave but... his head and become a manager. Remember the last wrestler they did some stupid shit like that too, Chili McFreeze. Remember that guy? <laughs> no, you don't. His name is Stone Cold Fucking Steve Austin now. Oh, hell yeah. Chili McFreeze. Like, could you imagine making his way down the aisle? Chili McFreeze. 220 pounds. You know, Chili McFreeze. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> the gla- glass breaks, and that he comes walking and out. People it's, are it's him. Legit. It's Chili McFreeze. The glass breaks. It's a fucking penguin. You know? <laughs> and people are legitimately saying, mainly WWE fans are saying, that he would have been fine if he would have been out to the main roster. No, the hell he wouldn't. No. no. He, he, he might have been fine, but... And I don't think he would have. But to I say mean, that this is a downgrade is, yeah. To, to say that he this is a downgrade is stupid. He would have got rid of the name Adam Cole because of Michael Cole, baby. Mm. 
Yeah, it. I don't know. To say that this is downgraded. Don't be a lemon, be a rosebud. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, man. Uh, just people just it's, turning it's so on. weird, such weird logic. And I get that some people don't like Orange Cassidy, and they didn't like that it looked like he was in comedy matches. But again, Orange Cassidy is one of the top baby faces in the company. It Correct. doesn't like you. It matter if you like him he's or not. He's one of the most over guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. Hey. Like he's people a were complaining wrestler. about Danhausen. They were like, I don't understand why AW signed them. Go watch his stuff on TV. Look, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch Raw and you watch SmackDown, you watch NXT, and you praise the the you, you pray to the WWE gods that that's the best wrestling in the world, and you know you talk about oh Danhausen is stupid. Why would they sign Danhausen? Oh. Brody um, King, they signed Brody King, a non-WWE Adam, guy. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, you signed Adam Cole, and you, you know, he's he's downgraded because he went to AEW. But then you got guys Shit. like the Miz wrestling fucking zombies. Right, <laughs> right, man. Exactly. You got a, a zombie one. Time. You got a pay-per-view. <laughs> you got a you got a, a pay-per-view. Or I'm sorry, a premium live event built around premium fucking live. built around fucking Pizza Hut pizza. Hey, I, okay. I had that triple in a fucking gold that's egg. Good. That's good shit. Oh my you god! You know, you get you got a whole, a whole, the longest storyline in the history of WWE is over a fucking gold egg that lasts two nights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. you build a pay, you build uh-huh. a, a pay per view. Hold on, the you build longest a story is around Veer. Yeah. You, build a, you build a pay per view around going. a guy. Yeah, you build a pay per view around a fucking uh, uh, around around a gold egg. Then you build a storyline for you have 47 a weeks. Mm-hmm. 47 weeks of a guy who's coming. The return of Veer. Look, Veer. Return of Veer. We, yes. we talked about this. We talked about Veer this gents. on the podcast the other day. Veer has been coming as long as Emelina was coming. Emelina. Remember that shit? Yeah. Remember how long it took Emelina to come? And she came and she was like, I ain't doing this shit. That's because it was six months of a week. No. Look. Yeah. Alexa Bliss. Nice girlfriend. Alexa Bliss doing the same thing. <laughs> they it's so bad that they filmed Alexa Bliss. They said Bliss's, they got nine weeks for that. For the whole those week. those clips of Alexa Bliss that you see, they filmed that all in one week. Oh, it has day. been like they, they literally took that one week and they cut it up into nine segments because Yeah, nine segments. And there's only been like three. Because hey, hey, remember when Brandy was doing similar segments when she was also in a therapy office? Mm-hmm. And how people yeah. didn't like that. Exactly. But you but it's okay with this, right? WWE yeah, no. stands. WWE fans are the I, freaking I don't, worst. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Uh, it's, but... it, it, it's it's all way too much. So when when Daniel Bryan and Kane were doing it, the shit was comedic gold. It was yeah, funny. you you ever thought this, this is just uh, it's dragged it. You know what it is? It's TV time that could be a match. Oh uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I say that every week. I mean, I, I I love my WWE shows as much as I can, but. Try. I would be the first person to be like, bruh, you're going to have a match right now. They need to have a pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm sorry, a premium live event called premium Catering. Live. Just Catering. Yeah. All the motherfuckers yeah. in Catering have to follow no, Catering. A, a, w, a, uh, like, as much money catering. as you spent on that therapy session with with uh, uh, with Alexa Bliss, you could have got Shanky some better gear and you end up getting the ring and wrestle somebody. <laughs> Hey man, if you're gonna waste that money, um, make a new entrance video for New Day and stop having Biggie and Kofi come out to that video that has Woods and and Kofi on it and E's not in it. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> you really want to get down and dirty with that? Let, let, let oh, me look shit. at this. Oh man, 
And they totally shit on Big E. They did. They did. How, 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 a big steamy hot one. How are you going to fucking Cleveland steamer my boy Big E like this? When he was WWE that? champion. How you going to have the motherfucker, you break up the New Day, you put him on Raw, he wins the fucking Money in the Bank, he wins the championship, he loses the belt to Brock. He held the belt longer than Kofi did when he, in a match with Brock. He loses the so, belt to Brock, right? So on SmackDown, hold on, hold on, he won the wait, IC wait, title. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally get this out because I know Phil, I know, I know Phil will understand what I'm saying. When I say this, yeah, Phil. If I play for the Green Bay Packers, I signed with the Packers <laughs> today, right? I, I'm full on. I got ten years with the Packers. I'm signed, baby. Ooh, I'm excited. The next week, I randomly end up in the fucking Bears. <laughs> no, 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 tra- no trade, no trade. <laughs> That is like the best thing that could ever happen to your this fucking, fucking guy. This fucking guy. <laughs> it's like it's it's so true. What are you talking about? In the grand fashion of Sean Ross What are you talking about? It's Listen, a dream come true. You're in the grand fashion of Sean Ross Are you kidding me? Great muters in the house. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make a wish. <laughs> are there some sick kids who want to go play for the business? <laughs> <laughs> you just oh, laid out the entire oh, place. <laughs> a whole bunch of kids in Chicago <laughs> who are laying in their beds who want to get up, who want to walk, who want to throw the ball, who want to go, go ahead and just oh, go to his field, soldier field, <laughs> man. <laughs> talking about playing for the pack. Anyway, so <laughs> like I was saying, <laughs> like I was saying, the point, of, the point of the whole, the point of the whole thing is this. The point of the whole thing is this. How big he, how big he get traded back to Raw or back to SmackDown without even a fucking graphic? Nothing. Just, bro. just. Oh, by the way, he, he was like, yeah, now I'm back on SmackDown. What you just was all wrong? What you just fuck that brand boy? Man, it, it it basically felt like Xavier's hurt, so they needed somebody to come back over. And so they were like, "Oh well, let's just bring Big E over and you yeah, know, let's just deal with it as it go." But I'm like, man, not gonna give him a rematch. Not in a, he's not in a in a he's not in a chamber match. Okay, cool. Yeah, scared. Where New Day is back together? What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, yeah, quite literally, know. at day one, there was like... Roman we got Goldberg. Ro- Roman said, <coughs> I'm sick. Fucking <laughs> 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 Vince goes, hey, pal. Uh, hey. We're going to make this a fatal five-way. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> be glad it didn't happen February first. I didn't mean it would have been even worse. Hey, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, and I mean, it looks pretty clear to me that Lashley is going to lose at Elimination Chamber. I don't think he's winning that match, bro. I'm I'll be surprised you, if he does. But... Long form storytelling. If they want to do it during Black History Month, wherever they want to do it, in the Elimination Chamber, it needs to be Lashley, Lashley, and, and it needs to be. Um, fucking Brock Lesnar in the ring. And the New Day needs to break in and they need to beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. In retaliation. In simple retaliation. Unicorn stomp his ass out. Unicorn stomp the shit out of him. And, and, 
for 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 what he did to Kobe, and for what he did for the Big E, and then on the <laughs> way back, my man MVP needs to just like pull out a couple of envelopes, put it in the hand. There you go. Speaking of MVP, Ooh. have you guys checked out his Twitter lately? He, no. He's in the ring. He's back in the ring. He posted a video, and I think I shared it with you. He posted a video of him in the ring training. Oh. None other than Carmelo Hayes. That's right. Uh, can mm. Carmelo, can, can MVP be pulling up Carmelo from the uh, NXT team? Become the oh, new Shelton Benjamin hey, and um, Richard Alexander. <laughs> he was on point. <laughs> Wayne's World in the chat. And shoot the shot he don't miss. He don't miss. Hey, I would have been happy if this if my boy Tay Long would have popped up and said, "Hey, player, this is what you need to do." Honestly, Carmelo is Carmelo is the best character on NXT 2.0 at the moment. In my opinion, he's pretty good. I really do like Carmelo Hayes a lot. Um, but next to yeah. Raquel Sanchez, Raquel, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, you like big. You like big mommy cool, huh? Big mommy cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not more than I love my fiance, Miss Shayla Brown. Um, yeah. Well, soon, Shayla. Right now. Oh, oh no. Not, put a ring of. Not, not, not the COVID, right? No, not the COVID. <laughs> not the vid? Shit, nah, man. We got a cruise coming up. She can't have no yeah. COVID. We going well, on. Well, you going on a cruise next week. Yeah, she better not be getting that shit. Yeah, she better not be. <laughs> well, can't get no cruise tickets back. We can't get that money cruise. back. Can't have no COVID. <laughs> <laughs> we get yeah, so. that boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh, yeah so in short if you think that what adam cole has been doing is a downgrade you're just not very smart stupid anywhere there was a stupid. i mean it's, it's the ups and downs of the business i mean you know not everybody can be i was not everybody can be john cena i mean not everybody can be on top <laughs> just like it perpetually just like hogging the spotlight but he's been continue. in the main storyline since day one yeah literally day one <laughs> yeah I mean, really consider how much TV time you get. I mean, every time Dynamite comes on, you're on TV. Your music plays, you're going boom. People say Adam Cole, baby, and, and all that other shit. You're, you're on the behind-the-scenes shit. You know, you're on BTE and all that. I mean, so... The it, funniest spots on BTE are him and him and uh, Silver and Reynolds. I'm it's, just saying. It's only, <laughs> it's only when you start losing TV time is when your shit starts going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's Look on Miro. TV every week. Every single goddamn. Speaking of which, I think Miro's hurt. I think that's why he's not on TV. Yeah, I think he's injured. He's, tra- he's training on Twitter. I tell you that. But he, yeah, he, because he was injured during the match um, with uh, with Brian at the last pay per view. Yeah, yeah, that was a good match. He got knocked the fuck out. He was yeah, shit. Yeah, he was out on his feet. Yeah, yeah. So... Someplace getting drinks with beer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's why we haven't seen Miro is that he's been injured. So Viren and Miro are hanging out me like, hey, so you coming back? Well, I'm still coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Miro just turns to him and goes, yep, just like those uh, Rusev Day shirts were still coming at one point. So I, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta say this. So Thunder Rosa point, uh, tweeted, tweeted, I like Dynamite. And it has a picture of Keith Lee, right? Keith Sean Rossap is like, hey, Keith Lee debuts in AEW Dynamite. Mia Yim says, that's my husband. That's my yep. husband. But the funniest tweet of the night for me. Hey, Samoa Joe, are you in the country? <laughs> See him yeah, punk. I saw that. I saw that. Hilarious. He was like, hey, Dan Housen, what are you doing later? 
Like, this is oh, the episode man. where I thought Cole and Puck were really kissing made up. But yeah, dang look, it. Look, I'm just going to say this, man. I'm, we're going we're gonna to leave We're yeah. gonna leave it on this. The day Cole Cabana and it can be like Punk kiss and make up will mm. be the day Vince McMahon says the WWE sucks balls. It's <laughs> not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. It's 9 o'clock. <laughs> Cool, cool. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. housing. <laughs> oh my god! It, it will be like the first reunion of DX is where it will be the reunion of Cold Cabana and CM Punk. It will be like that. The first reunion of DX is fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. After uh, after those that, that Billy Gunn shoot interview, I mean, no. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know what would be in it for Cold Cabana. If anything at all, which nothing at all, I don't think. But you know, never, you know how they say the best is never say never. Never, yeah, never say never, never say yeah. never, never say never. I mean, we've seen. Yeah. Did anybody ever think Brett would be in a ring again with 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 Vince? No, correct. Did anyone thought CM Punk would come back at all yeah, in a wrestling ring? That, that the fucking warrior would make right, would make right with uh, WWE. No, no, so, never. You know, and then you just never know. The next day. Which was surprisingly, hey, I will say this Sean though. Said. I will say this. This is gonna be my. This is gonna be my contribution to Black History Month today. Rob back joins all the league. Feed me more. Wow. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, wow, um, Rye Black. Can you imagine Rye Black? <laughs> if if you had a brother built like him who stole Rye Black, called himself Rye Black. <laughs> Right, black. And he said, "Okay, once again, once again, I gotta mute. I can't. I can't handle it. Right. He said, right. Ladies and gentlemen, those are those are comments of Julian and Julian alone. They do not reflect those of the Roundtable Pros and Podcast or Boys. I'm done there. Shit. Oh my god. Right, black. Right, black." Oh, Will he too make inspirational oh. videos and uh, do okay. like a for the, for the house party remake? <laughs> what I was gonna say is that one of the most under-discussed, <laughs> under-celebrated professional wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling, Black Magic Norman Smiley, Hell was yeah. a three-time yes. CMLL World Heavyweight Champion. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now I'm talking about the guy screaming Norman Smiley, the big wiggle. Yeah. That guy was a, tra- was, a was a CMLL world heavyweight champion in Mexico yep. in 1990 fucking two. He held okay. it three times. That and CMLL is the oldest active wrestling promotion in the world right now. Think about that. Wow. That's right. That I did not know. Hmm, fun fact. <clears throat> I ain't talking you know. about what you know, and, and look, he, he was, <coughs> he's one of the most influential men behind the scenes at WWE. Very much so. Training people. Yes. Um, Norman Smiley, shout out to him. Coach Norman, um, one of the best in the world. Um, <laughs> Didn't he also coach at uh, FCW? That was a thing. What? Didn't he also coach at uh, FCW when that was a thing? Yes. Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. He was Dusty Rose right hand man. For okay. a long time. That's, that's what I thought. The name it was, it was Dusty, Norman Smiley, and then Bill DeMott. <clears throat> okay. 
Man, I was just like on the network. I want to watch that. Terry Taylor. Roy Black. Hashtag Roy Black. Make it trend. No, let's not make it trend. Then Roy Black will get on there and it just be a shit show. And then he's a tough. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us on this crazy edition of the Roundtable Promotion Podcast, AEW Dynamite Review. Um, Phil, tell the people where they can find you every week. Um, you can randomly find me on Twitter, which people usually try to find me and argue with me. Um, yeah. And you can also find me on, on Saturdays um, <laughs> on Fightful's YouTube channel Boy, at noon Eastern every, every Saturday. And that's Grapsity with me, Will Washington, and Righteous Reg. Some good shit. Where, where, where else can they find you? I mean, you know, you do a lot where of stuff besides that. Uh, yeah, you can find my writing at Bleacher Report. Uh, you can sometimes find my writing at Daily DDT. My I'm dude. out there. Bylines are out there. The boy's out there, ladies and gentlemen. He does a lot of shit. Uh, Shane, yeah. tell the people where they can find you, Mr. Oh my. Twitch certified guy. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitch at Husky double underscore 518 where I Almost been a week now since I've been Twitch affiliated. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, what? you can also find them on OnlyFans with Husky518. Ain't nobody uh, buying it, but I mean, 999. Hey, that, that I, thing I is so petty. I ain't looking. <laughs> <laughs> nobody thing, else is. <laughs> you never know. Because uh, I legitimately have people ask me that, like for real, because oh, of the wow. podcast. That, that, that's enough. Yeah, because you're, you're crazy <laughs> on the podcast. Um, Julian. <laughs> Tell the people where they can find us every day. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking mm-hmm. to get your podcast goodness on a day-to-day basis and you're in the Portland, Oregon area, tune in on Mondays at 10 p.m. on Channel 22 and <laughs> 8002 CenturyLink TV. You want wow. some more? Yeah. Tune in on Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. on Channel 23 Xfinity TV and Channel 8003 CenturyLink TV. And if you want even more, tune in at 8 at 9.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. Damn. On channel 11, Xfinity TV and Central. Wow. Man, there's a lot of. Man. You know what? And you know, when you're driving in your car, <clears throat> you see these, really chocolate, to to these chocolate gods and that vanilla dude down there. Right um, down there. You know, when, when, you, when you're driving your car and you hear these voices, these, melo- these melodious voices, and you're like, oh, man. man, I can't watch these cats because I'm driving. Man, you, and can you can't do go that. To Amazon. You can go to Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and all major podcast platforms. Man, we are everywhere. If you want to hear some cool-ass wrestling news, man, you can go to Biosam.net for all your wrestling news needs, man. I'm talking about all types of shit, the rumor mill, everything. And my favorite part of the show. It's very, very, very special to me, ladies and gentlemen, because I love being able to express myself in this way toward you guys. You know... If you, uh, yeah. you want to <laughs> continue to uh, check out the website, if you want to mm. donate, it's real simple. You can go Ow. to www.slamchats.com. Say that again, my real slow. That's www.slamchats.com. <laughs> Drop a dub. Oh, yeah. Show me right. Get some broad blacks up in you. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> damn it, Julian. <laughs> hey, man. No longer will I tell you stories of Rob Black. Go. 
No longer am I going to tell you stories about Rob Black. God, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. We will see you guys on Friday for AW Rampage and, of course, SmackDown also. Yeah. For your boy, Phil Lindsay, for Shane Husky, Kimball Julian, I'm for the franchise. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys on Friday. Peace out. Thank <laughs> you.